This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod. Part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra. And joining me is my co-host, Jesse Hall. How you doing, Jesse? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, Sunday night football, big win against the reigning defending champs. Granted, they're a show themselves, but hey, the Green Bay Packers needed a win and they got it. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, for sure. Um, they beat the Rams, was it 24 12? Yep. Doubled yeah, up. Yeah, they should have scored 40, but hey, we'll take it. They doubled them up. It's hard to win by, two, by, uh, by double digits, basically. I mean, frankly, the Packers have had a hard time just winning this year. So any victory is good. But the truth is, Jesse, I saw a stat. 12 points was the largest margin of victory in any game this week in the NFL. It's a funny league, that's for sure. So when you think about that, as much as, you you know, the execution, especially in the first half offensively, wasn't as, as sound. That third quarter the Packers had, was that the best quarter they played all season? And not just offensively, but because it certainly was offensively, it had a couple touchdowns, but it seems like just complete team performance for an entire quarter. I don't think you've ever seen something as good this year as that third quarter against the Rams. Did they play complimentary football in the third quarter? Is that what that looks like? Because it sure felt like it. I agree with you. I think that was the best quarter they played all year. And I don't know if this is a huge coincidence. The one player I want to shout out who really, I think, stepped up this week was Kenny Clark. This, to me, was his best game of the year. He was, I think, he he faced a ton of double teams, so he wasn't always the guy making the noise, but he was commanding the presence that allowed other guys to get open. And then he even made some plays off some double teams later when it was really important. But it seemed as though the Rams took him seriously in the assignments they gave to, to counter him. And by doing so, though, it allows other players, and Nick Barry made some good plays. So I just thought 
if Clark's having a bad game, the team can adjust. Okay, we can actually take him one-on-one and that can make things really difficult late, but it seems like it was the opposite. He just kept forcing the issue. And while he wasn't having the stat success, he could t- it seemed like the offensive linemen were, had his hand, their hands full with him all game. And it eventually it just became too much and he was overempowering them. And that's when I think he stepped up and made some key plays late uh, in terms of just getting pressure uh it was even one where was it a knockdown that he knocked baker's elbow or did he did he just his presence there kind of forced a misthrow but even just sometimes that's what you know it doesn't even count as a qb hit i guess if he doesn't touch him but sometimes the pressure alone can be the thing that gets in in a quarterback's way and creates an inaccurate pass so uh i think huge shout out to kenny clark who this is the type this is what we expect clark to do every week so maybe it's it's a really lofty standard to think you can do that consistently but i think he finally met the expectations and uh it's been a been a quite a while since we've said that maybe even at all this year yeah um i'm with you i think there's a few people i'll shout out through the episode but yeah from the first from the first snap on defense kenny clark stood out i i agree with you i thought it was his best game he was explosive he was dominant <laughs> they couldn't stop him he was playing on their side of the football all game long and, and it's it, you know maybe what you know guys get get tired towards the end but i think his presence and how dominant he was early forced plays and like you said with the baker thing he might not even hit him but when your presence is dominating all game like that, it's going to matter later in the game because you're already in their head. So, yeah, he he looked fantastic. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just go right to do it. Devontae Wyatt, why is he only playing nine snaps? Because he makes plays every time he's out there. I know he's kind of in the doghouse, but <laughs> he's our second best lineman right now, and I don't even think it's close. So so hopefully and, – and I'm willing for him to go out there and make mistakes on the fly, but he needs snaps because if this team's going to try to make a run – I think that kid needs more snaps because when he was out there, he was making plays too. We were excited about them drafting him more excited. than They were about, at least I was, but then Quay Walker, I know you were, you were pretty excited for both. Um, Quay Walker even made some, some good plays. It seemed so uh, the Cam Akers ended up having a good game. If you look, I think he had over a hundred scrimmage yards or close to it, but you know, he was also the Rams leading receiver. So if you leave, if you allow a running back and it's, you know, you know, Cam Akers has the talent, but he's not a receiving back in terms of, how the team has used him up to this point, other than maybe the the playoff run last year was maybe the one stretch where I think in those four games, he caught like, I think it was like 14, 15 passes. When you look at every other, his entire career, uh, which I guess last year, Noah didn't play with the Achilles tear, but two, basically two, almost two and a half full seasons of NFL football. He's got basically like that 15 receptions. So this is a weird stretch last year. He was, he's not a Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler receiving back. So if you hold Cam Akers to become a team's leading receiver for a game, the defense must be doing something right. Right. And that's one stat where if you don't watch the game and you see that, you're like, oh, man, they must have got destroyed, right, because the running back took over. Then when you look at the whole team stats and we held the Rams to what? Under 170 yards of total offense. First of all, in the NFL, you hold a team under 200 yards of total offense, you kick their butt. So he could have had – I mean, he had over three quarters of that team's offense, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, uh, of course, this is not the same Rams now. Let's let's not forget, you know, it's a team that they were last year. But Green Bay went out there and they really dominated. Uh, yeah, they doubled them up, but they, they kicked their butt from the first snap through the whole throughout the whole game. Let's talk about last year's Rams, who the Packers actually beat the eventual Super Bowl defend Super Bowl champ Rams. They are the currently defending champs. And they I think this loss actually eliminates them. So they will not defend their title. So there will be a new champion this year. So kudos to the Packers for that. Uh but 
th- this team beat the Rams by two scores last year, or at least they were, or maybe no, I think they were up two scores going into the fourth quarter. I think they have yeah, a garbage, bit of garbage time, right? but yeah. they beat this much more talented Rams team that, frankly, compared that year's team to this year, I would say at at the very least are missing their four best players: Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup. Their contributions to defense and offense, respectively, are in immeasurable, really. Uh, especially how bad the Rams offense has been this year. You know, you look at their overall numbers, Cooper Cup's doing amazing and their overall numbers stink. So like without Cooper Cup, they're, they're, they barely exist as an offense. Um, and then Aaron Donald's probably the best player in football, frankly. So you don't have those two players, man, that's going to be tough. But then Andrew Whitworth retiring and let's give credit. Stafford's a pretty good quarterback, not to say Baker's an awful quarterback, but you miss those four players. You're, you said, it, Jesse, this is not the same team. The Packers needed to win this game. This was a like, and it's funny how bad the Packers were playing. There haven't been too many times we're saying, oh, this is a team they really should beat. But this was the one. This was, you know, and usually coming off a of bye is a good thing for teams. The history in Matt LaFleur's Packers that hasn't been so great. They they shut that, that down, though, because like you said, at least defensively, they were ready to go from the, the get-go. The offense had its struggles really throughout the game. The difference in the third quarter was they capitalized on their long drives. It seems like they were able to move the ball fairly well enough throughout the game, but it was in the red zone. Could you capitalize and get touchdowns? They did that in the third quarter. And they, you know, like you said, if they had done it the entire game, they would have scored over 40. And this would be, imagine that, like it was still the biggest blowout of the NFL this week. And the Packers left so much meat on the bones. So that, that, that what could have been, I suppose the Colts could have also had the biggest blowout of the NFL this week, but uh yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, they really didn't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to build off that, uh, when was the last time Green Bay scored coming out of halftime? It, that was the first time all year, was it not? I believe it was. So that, that's good to see that they came out of halftime. They don't, I don't even know if it's adjustments. They just came out and they weren't flat. So that was huge. Jesse, and did, back did, to the Rams. I, I just actually want to touch on that real quick. Did you notice in the game they presented the stat? This was not even just, ha- yeah, coming out of halftime, but. They went. The Packers went eight straight games without a point on their opening drive, which was the longest drought <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. And even though they didn't get the touchdown, that Crosby field goal on their opening drive—that's a—that was a big deal to just to set themselves up with the lead. What I think the defense went three and out to start, and you get three points. Like that's not an ideal start. You'd love to have it be seven nothing, but that's a that's as without scoring a touchdown, that's as close as you can come to it being an ideal start. So you kick off the game in the right way. And then like you said, a touchdown out at a halftime is even better way to, to start the second half, but uh, sorry for interrupting. I'll let you get to the second half. Oh, you're fine. It's it's, it's a lot better playing from ahead, right? Instead of chasing teams all the time, but yeah, to that, that, this Rams team, uh, it just, I was talking with my brother this week. He's like, look at how that team fell off. And, the Rams were – it's not about depth with the Rams. It, the NFL is that close, first of all. Let's – from the worst team to the best team, they're all NFL teams. So every team needs respect. And if Houston hasn't told anybody that the last two weeks because they've played everybody tough, it, it's true. So, yes, the Rams are missing huge pieces. And the guys you talked about, you got to think about it. You know, Von Miller's not on that team anymore. That's a Hall of Famer. Odell Beckham, his, his run through the playoffs for them mattered. He's a really good football player, and he came up – he was – he was well, their lead receiver in football in the Super Bowl, you know. So even Robert Woods, right? Like that's someone they had before they had Beckham, and like losing Woods last year would have been maybe a catastrophic injury for them if they didn't have Beckham. So yeah, not right. having either now, you know, the the thought was okay. Van Jefferson would break out last year, and 
unfortunately started this year off injured missed the, like the first half of the season so he's just now starting to find his footing but you're right the the talent gap yeah it's it's crazy so i mean yes was this rams team good no but you still got to win in the nfl so that's my point where i was like yeah the rams they don't look into this game like that listen we still the green bay packers dominated an nfl f- football team that matters so i'm not i'm not saying that you know next week's going to be the bigger game and we'll talk about that but this team is starting to trend. This draft class that people had a lot of questions about, listen, they're getting contributions from this draft class. So much so, but besides maybe the Jets, they might have the best draft class so far because they're, what, five picks are all seeing playing time and all, all starting to make plays. So there's a lot of youth on this team that's showing up and showing out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, that's almost a good transition point, Jesse. Did you want to talk about this upcoming Christmas Day Packers-Dolphins game, unless there's something else about the Rams you wanted to mention? No, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is a game of the year, right? This this is – you lose, you're done. So it's a playoff game. You know, hey, Christmas, let's have a playoff football game against a good Miami team. At this point, we're hoping the Packers play like seven playoff games this year now. Right, yeah, hey, let's do it. Run the table, right? But – um. This is going to be the test, right? This, I, I, in my opinion, because the other games are division games, which they're tough, but we know those teams going on the road to Miami Christmas Day against a really good Dolphins team with a lot of speed and a lot of talent on offense. This is the game right here. This is it's make it or break it. So I don't know where you want to start, but <laughs> let's go get it. I'm excited about this one. Well, what what's different about this team this year? I mean, I mean, they've kind of been close to the playoffs the last couple of years. Actually, they were a 10-win team two years ago that missed the playoffs. But what what's changed with this team this year to where, you know, they're in the they're in the you know a driver's seat for the playoffs. Like the Dolphins kind of control their own destiny. Uh, I mean if they win out, they won't necessarily win their division, but they'll for sure be in the playoffs. So I think the one thing that's changed is I mean, A, they had Jalen Waddle last year, but and he he set a record for receptions by a, a rookie, you know, 140 catches or sorry, I think it was 140 targets. It was 120 catches, but he just, like, I don't even think he got a thousand yards. He might've just barely eclipsed it. So it was once teams could bottle him up and let him just, okay, let him catch stuff underneath. There was no other threats, but getting Tyree kill the reverse Packers who traded away Devontae Adams while the dolphins go and trade for Tyree kill. And it seems like that's changed their offense. He was on pace for 2000 yards to start the, like for about halfway through the season. Like he kept that pace up. So uh, yeah, I think that's the, that's priority number one hill and waddle uh knowing that they can both be used underneath and yards after the catch can get can gain first downs and even touchdowns but they can also both run the ball uh, they run deep routes and catch it that way so they're they you know justin jefferson i still think is the toughest test for any corner to face so and you know we're gonna have to see him twice we already saw once what that was like but the the duo of hill and waddle might be the most dangerous duo to defend in the entire league you you might maybe get you might put the Bengals duo of Chase and Higgins up there uh but the versatility that Waddle and Hill both bring probably trumps 
what you know that, that maybe what you know chase and higgins bring to be honest so yeah it's that's definitely a tough task and i don't know that jair has been shut down corner numero uno in the league all pro for sure locked in like we, we've thought so it's uh i don't feel so confident about this game as i just did about this rams game i'll tell you that <laughs> well I, I think it's a better team too um yeah miami is built as a track team it's speed it's all about speed um and last year, when you look at it with Waddle, if you look at it, everything was short passes, try to get him in space. Well, now when you add a guy like Hill, where you have to respect it, they both can run different kinds of routes. Um, and two is playing better. Let's be honest. He's well, him coming in, the big the big concern was injury, right? But I think everybody thought he was talented. And now you're starting to see that talent start to show up. He's really commanding that offense. Um, <laughs> I think they have some talent in the backfield especially guys that have crushed the Packers in the past but they're not they're not dominant running the football but it's it's all about giving it to their playmakers so if if you can somewhat take away some of these big plays and like you said Jair I think he's been very risk-taking this year and not playing within himself this is this is his game where he's got he's got to come out and show hey he's he's still one of the best because because Hill Hill's a stud and so is Waddle but it's all about speed so Got to get after the quarterback, and you got to take away some big plays. Unfortunately, my fear is with this Joe Barry defense, how often they have linebackers cover <laughs> slot receivers. You stick Waddle in the slot. Is is Quay Walker covering him? That that should not be happening. So that's something that they're going to have to – Joe Barry's going to really have to make sure that doesn't happen even for one play because that one play could – could be a touchdown if, if you're covering right. if you're having I love Devondre Campbell, but there's no way he should cover either of them either. So it's this is you know, those the heavy, you know, five defensive back system, it's probably the team to play it against where you're gonna that's your you're just playing that the entire game. And you you rely on Kenny Clark really being the guy. Now the one other thing about the Dolphins that you know the 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 investment in Hill was significant. They invest in this offensive line as well. So that's also to help you know, give two of the protection, give them the weapons. And yeah, we're seeing sort of the talent that was there in college. And again, you mentioned the injury. It seemed like that first year in the NFL was almost him kind of having to relearn to play football with his new body, right? Like what could he do now? And, you know, pushing the, pushing the limits of that now, like hey, you've got to kind of, you recover it. And now you have to kind of start from a new base point. How, how can you kind of get there? So last year could almost be viewed in a sense as his rookie season. Not that he was making rookie mistakes, but that it was his first year really playing the NFL. Now that he's kind of rediscovered how to play football with his hip. And so this year, you know, you see that second year jump from players that could also coincide, but I think everything's kind of set. Yeah. For Tua to be the guy. And, yeah, it'd be a tough test for sure. Defense has some talented pieces, but the defense has also allowed a lot of big production. It's almost like the Packers. Oh, tons of talent in the secondary, but they've allowed a lot of big plays. So it's there for the Packers offense to kind of keep up with, with this Dolphins offense. But I think, yeah, the real tough test is how to stop them. To, how does the Packers defense stop the, the Dolphins? That, that seems that's going to be really tough. Need a few turnovers, but to that, this Miami, like you said, this Miami defense does have talent on it, especially in the secondary. They are the worst team in the league in in the middle of the field. And they're I think they're 27th in the league on on deep passes down the field. So they are getting scorched with big plays and they love the blitz. Well, the Rams blitzed the heck out of Aaron Rodgers last week. It didn't work. So I hope they bring the house. And if it's Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, hey, it's time to shine. It, it might be a high scoring affair. We'll take it, but 
hopefully we can win the turn, turnover battle and, and go from there. But it, it's going to be a fun game. I, I really, our backs are against the wall. And to that point, I think theirs are too. You know, they're in a tough division, a tight division in a tough AFC. So I, I think they look at it the same way we do, where this is kind of a must win. So <laughs> playoff football a couple weeks early. I love it. Yeah. And I think if you know, they can manage, like you said, if they lose the Dolphins, the Packers are eliminated. Um, but if they manage to beat the Dolphins, it's still, you've got to win out to, to maintain that. And they play the Vikings and then the Lions after two teams they've already lost to. And, you know, kudos to the Vikings. They clinched the NFC North. Again, did it, we referenced it earlier a little bit. They did it on the backs of a 33-point comeback against the Colts, which is the largest in NFL history. Maybe not so surprising that it comes against Jeff Saturday, who is kind of almost almost universally viewed as a, an awful mistake as a head coaching hire. Obviously, Jim Irsay thought it was uh, the right decision, and there were some maybe some people defending it in the media as well. But for the most part, we thought that was pretty ridiculous. It's funny how, Jesse, my call in the offseason was the Josh McDaniel hire was the worst one. And then it turned like almost immediately once the NFL season started, that looked like a cold take because it seemed like it was very much former Packers OC Nathaniel Hackett. And it might still be, to be honest. But then once the Jeff Saturday hire was happening, that was maybe I think everyone lightning rod viewed it as, okay, this is the worst head coaching hire this year. And just an interim basis. I think it's very clearly just going to be an interim basis. There's no way they could go to him as permanent head coach, right? Uh, I mean, hey, the Jags hired Urban Meyer, so crazier things have happened. Uh, but anyway, the tangent being, Jeff Saturday's first and so far only win came against Josh McDaniel. So to my point of it being the worst head coaching hire, I don't think it is, but it's just uh, maybe there is something there. But yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to rag on that a little bit. Uh, all those teams, Raiders, Colts, Broncos. I mean, all of you, all of you suck. No man, uh, I guess the Broncos have been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> Um, I guess the Raiders haven't. They actually got a win last week somehow. So uh, I believe the, the Colts will be eliminated as well with this loss. So maybe that's not a coincidence. But anyway, all right, you can you can have your moment to rant too here, Jesse. Hey, and I feel bad for Jeff Saturday. I really do. I, I get the move, you know, try to fire up this team. But after just watching Matt Ryan play quarterback, oh my God, why didn't you just put a punter back there? That dude sucks. So there is talent on that Colts, Colts team, but they are missing pieces where it matters. And it's at quarterback. Oh, my God. Matt Ryan, why are you still in the league? So is Jeff Saturday a head coach? No, he's not. Um, could he be in the future? Maybe. But it, I think he might get more chances if he stays in the coaching uh, field. But, yeah, obviously I don't think this is a long-term decision. I think they're just trying to get some lifeblood in this team that was struggling. But, wow, is Matt Ryan bad? Um, I hate the Vikings. <laughs> I can't believe they made that comeback. It, it, Good for them for not giving up because they could have went belly up. But wow, that two that, that brought two back touchdowns <laughs> called back on defense right. that <laughs> should have both counted and neither did, and they still didn't get yeah. up. So that's that's something. And I think oh, something man, we don't want to see the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. It it might happen. I think the Eagles are still destined to do it. It seems like, and yeah, destiny. You know, destiny just frowns upon sports. Oh, destiny! <laughs> Watch this. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's who knows. Um. I guess, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to go with that too. You know, Kurt Cousin has been starting to turn back into the pumpkin he is when the weather gets cold. Um, I actually think the Lions is a bigger threat right now because that team doesn't know that they're not supposed to be good. So um, obviously I'm only worried about this next game coming up, but um, bring on the Vikings. Uh, they actually, I think we can beat the Vikings. It's, it's that Detroit game last game of the year that I, I hope we don't go 2-0 and and go into that one and lay an egg because that's going to hurt, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we've, uh, I guess, crossed off a lot of topics this year. Uh, the one thing I will say, Jesse, that, um, you're the only person I've heard the reaction be, I feel sorry for Jeff Saturday. I've mostly heard I feel sorry for Matt Ryan, but it, you are right. <laughs> Matt Ryan does kind of deserve some blame in that. I think it's, the yeah, Colts I'm... have named Nick Foles the starter this week. So you're you're saying they should that's maybe a half a football too late they should have done it last week but i think it's it's happening now but uh yeah i don't think it's full so who's their third stringer because both of well, those guys are bad. well it's uh that's why it, isn't it sam ellinger who they <laughs> okay, they, yeah. they tried that already and that didn't work and they got frank Wright fired who is the punter that's why i said put the punter in <laughs> yeah bring back pat mcafee <laughs> there you go uh yeah it's and to that point then They've tried three different guys, and and granted, yeah, coaching's not the greatest, but wow, uh, that was some bad QB play watching that. They could have just ran the football every play and probably ran out of time in that game. So, <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's funny how we're kind of running the time on this episode. It's and at the end, we didn't really talk Packers at all. It, it, we just talked Colts at the end. It's, it's an interesting topic, but the truth is, yeah, this Packers season hangs on the brink. They have to beat the Dolphins and then beat the Vikings, beat the Lions if they want a chance at the playoffs. And, uh, you know, the playoffs next year will probably be the next time you hear from us here on the Full Press Packers pods. This will be our last episode of 2022. I think, you know, maybe not every week in the playoffs, but at least probably a couple episodes during the, the NFL playoffs before we uh, you know, set our sights on the NFL draft in the offseason uh, you know, coaching carousel. We always like to address that here. Don't think the Packers will be involved again this year, but that doesn't stop us yet from talking about it on the on the podcast. So, uh yeah, thank you, Jesse, uh, for another great season here on the podcast as my co-host. Oh, thank you. I love doing it. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody that listens. Um, shout out to the greatest football player that ever lived. His birthday was this week, Reggie White. Uh, that's my opinion. And anybody else that disagrees, you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, we also lost Franco Harris uh, today also. So, uh, yeah, just some NFL legends out there. But um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. And go back, go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just a uh, shout out to everyone who's listened to us uh, all year uh, and given us that support. Uh, of course, you can always find us on Twitter at FPC underscore Packers. Also, your co-hosts individually, Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. I'm at Sandra Says. Want to shout out PA the second, who's on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song For Your Body as our intro and outro music. And he's also just put out a, a recent single, just a... Uh, Less than a month ago, still at this point. Uh, bad boy outside. So check out the new single wherever you download music. I know you already said the catchphrase, Jesse, but I'm sure people want to hear it one more time before the end of the year. Hey, yeah, last time for the year, right? Go pack, go. Yeah, and uh, thank you all for listening all year to the Full Press Packers Pod. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.